2: with HB is for everyone who dreams of a better world. Together, let's brew a new reality. Nighty. Noun. An item of clothing used for sleeping. One of my favourite things that I use to help me sleep is, you can probably guess, tea. So please join me in drinking a calming cup of chamomile tea for this episode. Before we begin, I'd like to invite you to take a deep breath with me. Doesn't that feel better? For everyone, but especially those with chronic pain, a good night's sleep starts during the day, and a good morning routine starts the night before. This is why, for me, the most valuable piece of advice from neuroscientist Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, is to sleep and wake at the same time each day, whether you have had a bad night's sleep the night before or not. In my opinion, this is also the hardest change to implement In a world that values the amount we work over our well-being, is it any surprise we deprive ourselves of sleep? Staying up to finish an assignment, researching for a project, drafting and redrafting emails, it seems that if there is a time not used for work, it's a waste. I have said it before and I'll say it again. We live in a society that teaches us to sacrifice survival for success. But what is more successful than survival itself? The irony is, sleeping is a lot of work for our bodies. It is the time we rest and recharge, actively strengthening, processing and solidifying our memories and the knowledge we have acquired throughout the day. Sleep equals survival. Sleep equals success. It makes us more productive, more efficient, benefiting our immune system and every major organ. Yet, humans are the only mammal that chooses to deprive themselves of this essential bodily function. In athletic performance, metabolism, mental health, social, academic and emotional intelligence, it is just as important as exercise and diet. Yet according to a 2018 sleep study by Chemist4U, the average person in the UK gets between 5.7 and 6.8 hours of sleep per night. That's a deficit of up to 100.6 minutes of sleep that our bodies need to function. So why are we doing this to ourselves? Neuroscience and psychology student Alicia Malik has an answer to this. Here is an excerpt from a blog post she wrote entitled Sleep vs Capitalism. The extraordinary health benefits of sleep outweigh the completion of tasks that we prioritise instead. Therefore, why would doctors not urge their patients to simply sleep a few more hours a night to counteract their health disorders? One of the standout reasons, capitalism. Pressure from big companies on their employees to physically exert themselves for unethical hours often overrules health advice for career-driven individuals. This has, in practice, proven counterproductive. A 2010 study observed 4,000 workers at four large American corporations and found startling consequences for employees who suffered from insufficient sleep. They spent almost three times as much of their day on time management alone, lacked motivation and focus, and struggled with recall and decision-making, experiencing the steepest productivity losses overall. The conclusion of this study? In order to be successful and happy, sleep is essential, but merciless companies whose profits rely on the tedious labour of unappreciated workers cannot benefit from this, which is why in many cases sleep is not recommended, despite it being so necessary. This blog post was published by University College London's PI Media and goes on to say that more sleep directly correlates to higher income according to the same 2018 sleep study. Malik concludes that, despite many wealthy businessmen preaching a sleepers for the weak tycoon attitude, they are actually sleeping more per night than their exploited employees. It is easy to blame a money-driven society for what Matthew Walker calls one of the greatest public health challenges we face in the 21st century. But we know that lack of sleep negatively affects our efficiency and productivity and therefore our ability to make a profit. According to the BBC, the UK loses 200,000 working days a year to sleep deprivation. Financially, £40 billion a year, matching the estimated worth of the sleep industry itself, which is between 30 and £40 billion. Walker says schools should consider later starts for students. Such delays correlate with improved IQs. Companies should think about rewarding sleep. Productivity will rise and motivation, creativity and even levels of honesty will be improved. So if sleep has such powerful benefits, improving not only our social lives, work lives and health, as well as the economy, and if we know the detrimental impact of not getting enough sleep, why is it that our society, which supposedly feeds off productivity, is set up as such that most of us aren't getting enough sleep to be as productive as we could be? If I were to be cynical, I would say that this way, companies can get their workers to sacrifice sleep for labour, and the workers are so tired they don't question it, meaning that the ones at the top can actually get enough sleep, whilst, in Malik's words, exploiting their workers. The reason our society is not set up to allow us to get enough sleep is the same reason our education system revolves around standardised testing when we know the detrimental results it has on children's mental health and well-being. Our minds are distracted by things that are given false importance. Grades, work hours, productivity, and we are less likely to question and protest for a better system. Meaning, the people in power stay in power. But as I said, that's cynical. We all know there are less conspiratorial reasons for our lack of sleep. TikTok and YouTube rabbit holes, mental health issues, the wrong mattress, duvet, pyjamas... Which is why I created Sleep Sense, a series addressing the ways we can improve our nighttime routine through the five senses. You can find the whole series on my website. One of the five senses is, of course, sound. And that is the one that helps me get to sleep best, with audiobooks, meditations and music. In a moment, I will invite you to join me for a short meditation that will hopefully help you get to sleep. But soon you'll be able to find longer meditations on my YouTube channel. I will also release the meditation you're about to hear as a separate episode so you can re-listen to it whenever you'd like to thank you so much for listening if you're enjoying the podcast you can leave me a review on itunes or share it with a friend you can also find me on patreon instagram and youtube and for more check out my newsletter and website www.teawithhb.com Thank you for staying with me until the end of the episode. To show my appreciation, here's a preview of next week's episode. Accountability with educator and author, Dr. Deborah Kidd. So there are huge, huge discrepancies and discriminations
1: and fault lines across the whole system. (coughs) But I think the effort of changing it is so great and and requires so much imagination that people don't feel they've got the appetite
2: for it. Well, because the people with the imaginations aren't put in charge.
1: And on the whole, the people who've succeeded in the system end up controlling the system. And so you you have less of a vested interest in changing it. And I I think we also need to consider that, you know, around 50 percent of young people at the age of 18 do go to university, but the other half don't. And, and there isn't enough thought and provision put into that half of, of our society.
2: Before we start, I would just like to preface that there is no such thing as being good at meditating. It is a practice and hardly anyone achieves a clear mind. So don't make that your goal. Your goal is turning up making time for your mind to process its thoughts, and you're here, so you've already succeeded. Now, mindfulness might be a tool you already use, like I do, to cope with the difficulties of the day, or it might be brand new to you. Either way, as soon as we lie down in bed, intending to relax and find sleep, we find our minds full Flipping through the events of the day, wondering about what tomorrow will bring, especially when we are sitting quietly, often for the first time in 24 hours, our minds become louder as they are given more attention. Before we begin, take a sip of water if you'd like to, take a deep breath, arrange your pillows and lie down. Centre yourself in this moment to bringing awareness to the body as it is right now, the bits we never notice. The parts we simply forget about, your right earlobe, the tip of your pinky finger, the back of your kneecap, your eyebrows. There is so much in our body that needs attention. Take another deep breath as we feel our surroundings, the support of our mattress and sheets. You can place your hands on your stomach to feel it rise as you take a deep breath in through the nose. And then feel it deflate as you breathe out through your mouth. Breathe in. And out. In. And as you breathe out, let go of something. Sigh out the troubles of the day. Close your eyes if they are not already closed. Breathe in again. And out. Lengthen your inhales and exhales as much as you can. As you breathe in gently through your nose, give yourself a kind word for getting through another day. When you exhale through your nose this time, Feel your body soften, and recognise that you are here, you are exactly where you were meant to be. Choosing to relax is the hardest part, and you've made it. Breathe in, and out. Breathe in, and out. Keep breathing, As you sink into a deeper and deeper sleep,
0: hold up.